Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. And welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a very special guest by the name of Angela Meyer. For those of you that are new to the community, welcome to GEMS Podcast. For those seasoned listeners, thank you so much for tuning back in again. And let me tell you more about Angela Meyer. Angela Meyer holds a CCHT and wellness coach specializes in empowering people all over the globe. For over 40 years, she has worked with people of all ages, backgrounds, religions, and professions. Angela has successfully healed and faced the challenges addressed in her book, The Undetected Narcissist, and podcast. She loves animals, cooking, gardening, and music. Angela is passionate about connecting um, the dots to childhood trauma and narcissism. Angela wants to reduce domestic violence and psychological abuse by educating and teaching people about narcissism without the stigma of guilt or shame. Angela wants to help everyone better understand themselves and how people's behaviors and actions impact one another coming from a place of love, compassion, hope, and understanding. So without further ado, please welcome Angela Meyer to GEMS Podcast. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, Angela. So we're going to jump into the connection part of the segment, which is a fun way the audience gets to know a little bit more about you. There are two options. We can do either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. (laughs) What are you in the mood for? Oh man, that's a toughie. I'll let you, I'll let you pick. Cause we talked a little bit before I'll let you pick, you know, I'll just go with that. So we'll do an icebreaker here. Okay. So we are breaking the ice y'all <laughs> with Angela Meyer. So Angela, I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. And if you're feeling frisky, combine the both of them. <laughs> Um, a fun fact thing about me is I just, I love to be creative. I really, really love to be creative. And I, I love connecting because when we're all born, literally when all babies are born, they're born connected. And there is this truth to it that if you just gave a baby, it's bodily needs and you ignored it the baby dies and that's why when we see babies put everything in their mouth and they want to touch and feel everything that's connection and I love connecting with people because it's just a beautiful thing It, it really is and you can go out in nature and there's places that you feel so connected it's like magic and when you cry in those places it means your soul needed that desperately and then we could go to places out in nature that are like destroyed and you feel it that's disconnection and that's the thing about a narcissist is they're not born that way we humans create them and they're disconnected and they seek a connection 
And that's, you know, why they're attracted to, let's say, empaths, because empaths are very connected and they feel it. They want it. And so I just I do. I love connecting with people. I love talking with people and just having fun and laughing. And and sometimes even laughter is the, the most healing gift you can you can give a person. So that's a little icebreaker there. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that icebreaker because it's going to segue nicely into the main part of our conversation, which is the meat and potato segment. I like to call it y'all. I'm a Southern girl, Southern belle. So I love to eat. So our meat and potatoes today, we're going to spend time learning on how you empower people, helping them go through what led you to writing writing your book, The Undetected Narcissist, and then just hearing a little background of your story. So there may be, audience, there may be some spiritual components in there. We're not here to talk about the woo-woo, but we're here to talk about how Angela does some of the work that she's doing. And we're going to talk about it with high level with high level context, just to make sure that you have some tools and resources that you can apply in your personal and professional life, just to keep you from recognizing whenever you may be in company with a narcissist, or you may have some bondage, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually, that you need to release in order for you to um, really live life and live life to the fullest. So Angela, let's uh, jump into your background story, because I know it's your background story that helped you curate the content in your book. Yes. So, um, and actually you did make a little boo-boo when you were saying, um, you said 40 years. I'm not that old. (laughs) So it's more, it's 20 years. It was just doubled. So maybe it was my typo. Sorry, but um, (laughs) that's okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I, I have been working with people all over the globe. I once made a meditation for a Buddhist monk in Malaysia. I I love working with kiddos. I mean, to me, that's the most rewarding when you can help a child overcome a fear or a trauma or being bullied or any or just fitting in, literally just trying to fit in. Um, and I, I just I love doing that because it's easier to heal a child than it is a broken adult. And why I wrote my book, The Undetected Narcissist, is because I was dealing with a covert narcissist, and that's one of the most dangerous, and he fooled over a dozen professionals that were designed in the system to keep my son and I safe. And, and I'm talking judges, um, parent coordinator, I'm talking to attorneys, social workers, teachers, a child psychologist. It just, it went on and, and it was just, it's really unfortunate. And I, and, and no one has ever written their story. And the truth is we're storytellers and that's how we learn is people's stories. And those stories can live on and on and on generation after generation. And so no one has written a book like this telling their actual story of how I met the person, what happened when I left them, and how they literally spent five years plotting to destroy me and smear me in court. I mean, he literally spent $100,000 in legal fees. And he was able to convince the judge that if our autistic son lived with him, that all his autism behaviors would go away. And yeah, wow. And the judge believed it. 
And that's really crazy. And so my kiddo literally had to take matters into his own hands because no one was listening to him. No one. And it's just so, it's unfortunate. And so the book is really designed to save lives. That's why, that's why I wrote it. And because I found out by talking to a few other, you know, well-known famous authors that deal with domestic violence, I was told that what happened to my son is considered child abuse in other countries. And what happened to us is considered a crime in other countries, but in the United States, they're getting away with it every single day. So right now, right now, what happened to my son and I is happening to another family and another child right now. Wow. And I want to pause here because I want you to hold up the cover of the book again, because I see the colorful uh, puzzle pieces. I see the colorful puzzle pieces there and the print under um, um, the undetected narcissist is hard to to read. It says, yeah, it says learn to detect and decode the games a covert narcissist plays with their children, legal system, mental health professionals, others, and you. And so why I picked the puzzle pieces is I want to put together the puzzle pieces for you, the reader, because I tell you what I missed. I tell you what everyone missed. I tell you what they should have done and where um, things got undetected. I even took legal documents that he submitted to court. And when I highlighted in bold just the key words that he said, it was so in everybody's face that I was dealing with a narcissist, but nobody was educated and nobody was informed. And so they can just get away with it. And the thing is, is I'm so, I'm just going to say this, so anally organized. How I was able to write the book so well is I had folders on my computer with each date, you know, like 2015, 2016. So all I had to do is pull up those documents and then boom, here's all the proof. Yeah, the proof is in the pudding and documentation is key. Or when I was in corporate, they, we always said, you better CYA. And people are like, what's CYA? Cover your ass. Because you just <laughs> never know when when you're going to need that information later on. We hope this doesn't happen to anyone else. But by you having the courage to come out and share your story, you're shining light on situations that are taking places. And I, I whenever you said he spent a hundred thousand dollars and he fooled everyone one of the things um that i learned recently because i had no idea what a narcissist was until i started interviewing different people who started sharing their story with me on the podcast on how they were in a uh, in a relationship with a narcissist and how they were controlled they were manipulated and all of these things and now here you are talking about the undetected narcissist and how he was a covert so it's like coming back full circle and I want to ask yourself now that you know what you know what were some of the signs that you missed? And then we're going to get into how you were able to win your battle and begin to make that transition and transformation for you and your son. Because from the outside looking in, I thought whenever you're going through something in the court system, I thought the courts are supposed to do what's in the best interest for the child. 
Yes. And that was the whole thing is he was literally baiting our child so he would have the behaviors. He was counting on those behaviors and he literally was provoking him. And so in the book, I actually, the biggest thing that I should have learned or I should have been told because there was one moment I talk about my son being psychologically evaluated and the psychologist said to me, I think your ex is a narcissist. He didn't say a covert, but he said a narcissist. And when I looked up the definition, I was like, this isn't him. He's not flashy. He's, you know, he doesn't want to be the center of attention and women all over him. And a covert is very shy nerdy, quiet. And I'm like, he drives a a violet color Kia. I mean, come on, he's not driving a sports car. So I I see you laughing. So that was the thing. I was like, no, he can't be one. What I should have been told is read the definitions. Like what is gaslighting? What is stonewalling? What is Stockholm syndrome? All of that is in this. Each chapter, I tell you, what's a dark triad? What's a, what's a dog whistle? You know, I break it all down along with the story so those key words match each chapter. And so you're like, oh, I get that. I get it. I get it. Because I wish I was, I was told that. And I tell you in here how um, he was baiting our child and how um, he literally, like my kiddo at one point didn't want to go to school. And I ended up finding out that his dad was substituting at the school. Yeah. And it's like, come on. And it was just, it was, it was craziness. I mean, it's like, it, it, it was complete craziness, but really I wanted people to understand the games they play with their children and because it wasn't about our son it was all about hurting me literally all about hurting me and when my son took matters in his own hands he made his dad's life a living hell he i mean his father was withholding from the judge so much evidence because when he finally went back to the judge eight months later and said this child should live with its mom I ended up finding out the police were coming out every week neighbors were calling the cops on him child protective services were coming out I I was able to find there was medical neglect because our kiddo has cerebral palsy he wasn't taking him to physical therapy Um, he wasn't giving him hydroxyzine for the anxiety panic attacks and that's medical neglect right there yeah, there were so many things he was hiding from the judge. And, and it was, it was literally, it was crazy. And so I, I, I wrote this to save lives. I literally wrote this to stop it. And there's something I didn't put in my book that's really kind of scary is it took my son two and a half years to tell me this. Because when you are psychologically abused, it can take you a year to up to two years for your brain to get back to normal because of all the trauma. And my kiddo told me, do you know why my dad let me come home? The real reason. And I said, no. And he said, because I was on his balcony, three stories high, ready to jump and end my life. I didn't care about you. I didn't care about him. I just wanted it to stop. And that was the first time my dad ever listened to me. Wow. Oh my gosh. And yeah, 
from from your perspective being a mother and hearing your child say that to you yeah it's almost like you would have lost lost I don't even know what your reaction I I went to my bedroom and I screamed in a pillow and just cried my eyes out and he was afraid to tell me because he knew it was going to hurt my feelings but he knew I needed to know because then I can share that truth with the world because I don't want any child to get to that point no child should get to that point do you mind me asking how old was your son when he divulged that to you Angela he is 14 now and when I lost custody of him, he was um, 11 years old. Oh, wow. So he was at a point where he was 11, getting ready to, you know, slowly creep into those teenager years. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And one question that I had is with um, your ex having having this custody, why weren't people going out and doing home checks? Because I, 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 don't, I don't know if, um, if it's statewide or not, but I know some states, they will actually go in and check in on, on the child, especially if the child does need medical attention or if they have some form of other complexis- complexities that they, they need can to- fool all of those programs if those people aren't educated in narcissism and they aren't educated in trauma Mm -hmm. they can literally fool them and the thing is is they are very charming and very persuasive and they can actually sometimes threaten a child and say if you say this you know i'm gonna hurt you and there was one time literally where he picked up our kiddo drunk And I called the cops. And when the cops came to his house, he told our son to be quiet. He's like, there's bad people outside. Don't say anything. Yeah. And that's the scary thing is when the cops come to your door, you don't have to answer it. You don't have to open the door. They can't force you to open it. And when Child Protective Services comes out, he can just say, well, the kid was just upset. He was having an autism meltdown and everything. He's fine now. Wow. I mean, literally, they can they can be manipulated so easily. But if you don't know what love bombing is, if you don't know any of the key words and stuff, it, it's just going to fly under the radar. Because here's the truth. When you go out to those calls all the time, you end up getting numb. You really do. You end up getting numb because you see it all the time. And... And it's, and it's hard. It's really, really, you know, it's, it's hard for those individuals. And that's why I really think that, you know, how corporations have every year, sexual harassment training, there should be training about trauma, there should be training about narcissism. And it's like, let's reeducate ourselves, let's, you know, bring ourselves, you know, back to awareness, because if day in and day out, you're just being, you know, saturated with dysfunction, abnormal behaviors and all of that, that becomes normal to you because you see it on a regular basis. But people like me and you that don't see it every day, um, we're e- it's easier for us to catch it because we're like, no, this is not normal. This is not how people treat each other. This is not, you know, how 
Yeah, it's just not normal. And I did a whole chapter about that, helping people see what's normal human behavior and what's abnormal human behavior. And this has been so educational. I'm actually taking notes because I want to link some of it. No, seriously, because I want to link some of these keywords in the show notes. So whenever we put the content out there, people could actually do their due diligence and yeah. learn more about the keywords um, so they could recognize what some of the tendencies are with the narcissist. So I wrote down gaslighting because that word is thrown around loosely and some people may not know what gaslighting is. I wrote down stonewalling because that's the first time I heard it. And love bombing, I heard that from another guest that was on the show. And there were some others. Can you can you t- say the other ones again really quick? A dog whistle. Most people don't know what a dog whistle is. And what a dog whistle is, um, they, so I'll just, it's, there's an example in the book of the dog whistle where he, um, he did something really horrific to me. And I, um. And to remind me that he was in control and that he could put me in his place, he literally, let's say it was a lint roller brush, okay? He literally, for Christmas one year, put a red ribbon on that and gave it to me as a joke. And he was totally laughing, and I'm like, that's not funny. And then for Mother's Day, he did the same exact thing after we split. And two weeks later, that's when he showed up at my house, you know, with a gun. Yeah. And so he gave me that dog whistle saying, you know, watch your place. I'm coming after you. And I didn't realize it at the time. But that was a warning, you know, that I should have took. And so if anyone that's watching this, um, you know, they, they give you, you know, if there's something attached to that trauma experience, um, you'll know when you read the book. I mean, you'll, you'll just know. And the book's on Amazon. It's on lots of different um, platforms. And I have a blog post and a podcast. And in the blog post and podcast, I, I literally have the keyword definitions on there. I have a, a three-part series about fear of dating another narcissist. I teach you actually how to decode and detect the narcissist by watching shows and by watching, you know, movies and stuff like that, because it's best to learn it that way where you're detached than actually experiencing it in the moment because it's so hard. You're taking in information. You're trying to gauge their behavior, their tone of voice. But when you watch it in a show, you can pause it. You can rewind it. You can watch it over and over again until you master those key words. And like, for example, the new Jurassic Park movie, I was there with my friend and the there's definitely a covert narcissist in there. I forget the character's name. But when I was watching, I was like, ooh, that's gaslighting. That's undermining. That's projecting. That's stonewalling. I mean, I literally was whispering to my friend next to me those key definitions that I saw. And then he was like, oh, my God, you're right. Because then he could see it. Because that's what I want to teach people is, hey, we, I mean, we watch movies, but you really don't know what you're watching. But when you learn those definitions, you're like, oh my God, that person's being manipulated. That person's being controlled. That person has Stockholm syndrome. And so I literally, you know, 
want to educate people to keep you safe. So every single, you know, podcast and blog post that I do is designed to give you tools and wisdom to keep you safe. Amazing. And when you are sharing this knowledge, you're educating the masses. And whenever we educate the masses, it gives them a sense of empower, empowerment, which is why your show is probably called Empowered, um, Empowered Within, right? Nope, that's my business. Oh, sorry. <laughs> nope, it's okay. You let it out. So since you let that cat out of the bag, sorry. yes. Um, no, it's okay. I mean, it's like I I had to come out uh, eventually, but yeah. I mean, I'm on all these different. I'm on Guided Mind app. I'm on Insight Timer. I'm on YouTube. I mean, there's so many ways that I've been helping the community for so many years. I've gotten awards and achievements. I mean, I've been voted for the past 12 consecutive years, the best hypnotherapist, you know, for my area in Oregon. And so I'm darn good at what I do. And I'm really, really proud of it. And, you know, and it's all about, yes, helping people live a better life. And that's, that's me. Oh my gosh. I am so sorry, y'all. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it would come out eventually. I mean, seriously, it would come out eventually. I mean, on my website, I got over a thousand different audios. I got stuff for meditation, guided imagery, um, hypnotherapy, NLP. I got stuff for kids, for pain, surgery. I mean, you name it. I just, I got so much stuff on there. It's, it's pretty incredible. And y'all, she just mentioned NLP. NLP, for those of you listening, it's neuro-linguistics programming. It's how you could um, reprogram your brain and deprogram the old paradigms and the things that's not working, which could help you to make those transitions and transformation in your life. It does come with a lot of work. Some people use hypnotherapy with NLP and other people choose not to use um, hypnotherapy or hypnosis with it because I've um, had on guests that done both. And the reason why I was asking that the that question is because I really feel like whenever we can learn something, then it empowers us to go out and do our due diligence. And then we could share what we learn with other people in order for that domino and ripple effect to take place because ignorance is a bliss. And if we remain, you know, sheltered, then how are we going to help someone based on our experiences and the subject matter expertise that we have acquired over time? And I've learned so much in this short amount of time just by these uh, definitions. I had no idea all of this was tied to a narcissist, believe it or not. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. when I, when I, when I heard this from another guest, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually was with a narcissist before I met my husband because all of the things she was describing was things that I was dealing with and I didn't recognize it until a situation happened. And I was like, no ham, no cheese, no turkey. I'm not staying in this relationship because I will be damned if a man tries to demean me or tries to put me in his place. And the minute, and I would say this y'all, cause I'm very trans. The minute that a man tries to put his hand on you or cause a form of harm, whether it is mental harm, where they're trying to control you mentally or it's physical harm where they are putting their hands on you and you negate and you overlook that, he's going to do it again because he feels like 
she didn't do anything about it. So he feels empowered and he feels in control that he could continue that same bad behavior. Exactly. Without any consequences. Well, and a lot of women, when they actually, you know, and men, when they, they leave the abuser, they, um, I forget what the, the term is. I have it on my blog post website. So my website is undetectednarcissist.com. The blog post is on there. I, the podcast is like on every platform. It's even on the mental health news and radio network, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon music, audible, it's all on there, but there is a certain cycle that when you leave your uh, abuser, a lot of women are, they want to take them back. There's a certain, I wish I could know what the definition word is, but I did put it in one of my, um, one of my podcasts and one of the blog posts, because so many women um, do that. And, and literally I have one that's really great to listen to because there was a, there was an article that came out about the 50, the 50 obstacles to leaving an abusive relationship. And when I read it, I had 25, but actually I had 26 and the one, and I did a blog post and a podcast about that because 26 should have been smear campaign. And we all saw that with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. That was a huge smear campaign. And the only way she was able to be de detected, because we all saw it was like craziness, like who does that stuff, was when he brought in a psychologist to have her watch her testimony. And once she diagnosed her, everyone was like, oh my gosh, now we understand who and what he's dealing with. That wow. was the smartest thing he did, smartest thing, or else we would have all been in the dark. Wow. And then I know we're getting ready to wind down. One thing I want to say about that too is sometimes you feel conditioned and you're so quick to go back to the familiarity Yes, because it's like what you know, and it's scared for you to make that leap of faith or try something new because it's unknown and it doesn't feel comfortable, but how much are you sacrificing staying in that thing, in that thing that is hurting you and it's bringing you down? mentally physically emotionally and spiritually and we have blinders on there's outside people who love us who tell us certain things but when you are in the thick of it you dismiss everything that everybody says and you think that person's crap doesn't stink you put them on a pedal stool when in actuality if you would actually listen to what some of those people were telling you it will save you a lot of heartache time and pain because there were so many friends telling me i don't like such and such why are you with such and such? And it wasn't until I came to the realization myself that it was time to go. But I was just so used to the familiarity. I was used to the flashy things, the bells and the whistle. And I think that allowed me to stay in that situation longer than I was supposed to. But hindsight is twenty twenty, And I'm so glad that I during that time, I got back in church and I started to know who is Genesis at the core? What are my morals? What are my values? And what are my characteristics? And y'all, it was my faith, my religion, and my spirituality that helped me yep. really take the blinders off, as well as some trusted friends that helped me realize. And now I'm happy. I'm whole. 
I'm well, I'm complete. I'm married to my husband who I love dearly. And, you know, it was hard in the beginning because I had some of those bondages that I was taking into a new relationship. But I'm so glad that my husband gave me grace and peace and we worked it out together. That's awesome. And you know, the number, there's a number they said that literally the average number of people, women leaving their abusive, you know, person is seven. It takes them seven attempts to finally leave. I know I was shocked. And so that's why I'm like, I want to reduce that number. You know, I, I really do. I want to reduce that number. And I think a lot of reasons why women go back is they don't consider those obstacles because there could be, you're going to be homeless this is going to happen to you and that's going to happen to you. He could cut off your credit cards and then you can't feed your babies. You got to consider all those obstacles before you leave. So you have all your ducks in the row. So you're safe and your kids are safe. Yep, absolutely. And then the call to action part of the segment before we wind down is what we're going to jump into now. So what is your call to action for our audience once they just heard us have a coffee chat style conversation? We talked about the undetected narcissist. We also talked about you dealing with a, a child that has autism and you having to, you know, do what's best for your for your child. Because if you didn't learn this stuff, you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to help your child. And that's probably going to come in a part two because we didn't really go into all the stuff that Angela did today. But y'all, I just encourage you to grab that book so you can find out more. So whenever we do bring Angela back on, we could really have a Q&A session because you'll be able to connect the dots. Well, the most important thing, I actually teach people where I say that, um, you know, when and even foster parents said the same thing. When I learned my son had autism, I needed to be educated and have the tools because I took it personal. I thought, what was wrong with me? And when he acted out, I thought I was a bad parent. But once I was educated and informed, then I knew not to take his stuff be personal. I didn't get traumatized or wounded by it. I then knew how to support him. And that's the same thing with narcissism and even trauma. When you don't know who and what you're dealing with, you're going to take it personal. You're going to get traumatized. You're going to think like when they gaslight you like and try to change your reality, well, maybe it really is me. Maybe I really am crazy, but it's not. Yep. So thank that was an awesome question you asked. So thank you. My pleasure. And then your main website that has all of the backlinks to your socials, because I know your um, podcast is on all major audio platforms. So can you plug your main website that you'd like to drive traffic to? Um, The main website for this book is undetectednarcissist.com. Okay. Yeah. And then if you want any meditations, any kind of processes, my other business is empoweredwithin.com. Perfect. Yeah. So I have two separate, you know, businesses and you'll be like, oh, there's two different names, but that's me. Cause you'll see the picture, you know, the picture you see on the back of this is me wearing a wig and glasses. And that was to keep me safe. Okay. So So you guys are lucky because this is my first coming out. You know, I I laugh and I say, you know, I'm coming out of the closet, you know. (laughs) So thank you for sharing that and for um, giving us like a bonus and a reveal because that's what it is because this is the first time you're coming out. So yeah, yeah, whenever you um, 
shared that, I was like, oh, okay. So that's, that's very interesting, Angela. And I just want to commend you for just being resilient, having confidence, talking about your story, and just helping other people navigate their journey. Audience, once again, all of Angela's contact information will be in the show notes. All you have to do is read, scroll on down, and get plugged in to, with Angela. And this content will be on 40 plus platforms. So make sure you like, comment, follow, and subscribe. And the video, for those of you who like to see video, will be on our YouTube channel. So you could go to GEMS, G-E-M-S, with Genesis Amaris Kemp to see this recording. And lastly, but not least, where would I be without my supporters? You know, I only think about you. That is a remix. I was not the original writer of the song. It's a hip hop artist by the name of Ja Rule. So don't sue me. Um, <laughs> I want to thank each one of you for just supporting the guests that I bring into the community, as well as the mission and movement behind the show, which is to put out content that is educational, inspirational, and motivational while we also connect the dots of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Because if we don't engage in difficult, transparent, raw conversations, then we're just sitting at the surface level. And playing it at the surface level is no longer helping us win or get delivered in order for transformations to take place in our life. So I want you to think about that. And we are looking for brand sponsors. It is paid sponsorship, but you can find more info by going to my website, genesisamariskemp.net, or sending me an email to genesisamariskemp at gmail.com to learn more how we can partner, collaborate in order to have a global impact and go further whenever we could come together and collaborate based on our zones of genius. So until the next guest, next segment, peace love and lots of blessings y'all yes. i'm so glad that you were able to rock out with us today and i hope you learned something new and don't hold all this information share it with somebody else because you never know if they may be dealing with a narcissist and this recording can help them get free yep thank you for listening to another segment of gems podcast hope you enjoyed this recording make sure you like comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.